The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast because I would never do that to you guys because it is a Wisdom Wednesday with Andrew Brandt, longtime NFL agent, longtime executive for the Green Bay Packers. Now he's got the world-famous Business of Sports podcast. He's all over Villanova, heading up their sports law program. And, of course, writes for the MMQB, Sports Illustrated, every single week. Cannot wait to talk to Andrew momentarily. Cannot wait to announce the winners on Friday. We got the Spread the Word winner at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. I'm always looking for new people to engage. And quote tweets, I love them. You get a great chance if you quote tweet of getting retweeted and being the winner. Sponsor confirmation email winners. This week, it's all about the Madden giveaway. That's it. That's what it's about. Manscaped, use the code FEAST20. Manscaped.com, code FEAST20. Or 10,000.cc, use the code Ross Tucker And send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, if you want to win one of these Maddens. YouTube shout-out. Subscribe to the YouTube page. It's awesome. Here's the cool thing about the YouTube page. If all you do is listen to this show, it's a great way just to see the highlight clips of Even Money or Fantasy Feast or College Draft or Business of Sports, some of the other shows that maybe you don't listen to or watch on a regular basis. And... You can get a cameo-style shout-out from me, which is very cool. Kind of like me saying shout-out to Ben Hedich, the newest member of our Tuckheads family at patreon.com slash rtmedia. Patreon.com slash rtmedia. That way you get the written power rankings, the written picks Friday, and, of course, the written Even Money podcast bets, which is well worth the 10 bucks a month because of what you win and not having to write it down all the time. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. I just mentioned him two minutes ago, but we got to bring him up again. Andrew, what a cool podcast last week with the Everest Challenge thing. That was really, you know, I'm jealous sometimes because, like, my podcast is the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, so, like, I... 
have to keep up to date with the news all the time and 30 minutes or less, I'm going to give people everything going on in the NFL, but you're able to kind of like branch off a little bit more and just do cool things like that. Yeah, Mark Ross, thanks. I was so moved by the experience, as you know, I talked about it with you a couple of times and the experience again of simulating the climb of Mount Everest, 29,029 feet, a group called 29029, obviously <laughs> runs it. I had the co-founder of that group, a guy named Mark Hodelik, uh, who's a runner himself. He's a competitive runner that's won national championships. And then a couple of my fellow climbers, my fellow warriors that were uh, hiking up that mountain. I really encourage people to listen, not so much about sports, but the whole experience. I think we in life need a lot of challenges. Some people need them extrinsically, which they need you know, a reward, uh, a goal, a, a race, a time, uh, weight loss. But I think the really successful people in life, you know, if I could stand on my soapbox for a second, have intrinsic motivation. You know, they just want to be better for themselves. And uh, this is what you found out there. And that's something I shared. Really different kind of podcast. Got a lot of nice comments about it. So last week, on the Business Sports Podcast, we talked about hiking Mount Everest in Utah. Uh, great experience, and I want everyone to share that. And, uh, and I'll do something similar this week, just sort of my thoughts on the season starting. Because as you know, Ross, either as an agent, as a team executive, or even now as an analyst on the business of football, I'm entering my slow time. You know, I don't do anything. Like when I was a team executive – and that kickoff happened week one. I remember every year just letting out this huge sigh. <sighs> My work is done. My work was done, done, done. Because you turn it over to the coaches and that's it. And I was on to the next year. So right now I'd be on to 2022. How are we looking cap wise? What our scouts are out there check, checking out 2022. So this is, is, people don't realize for front office management, it's the work is done. For NFL management, it's over. You're going to do a couple of, you know, bottom of the roster stuff every week, and you're going to do extensions late in the year. But this is the slow time. Well, yes. But what I would say, Angelo, is not quite yet, or Andrew is not quite yet, right? Because... Not I'm I'm looking with the Steelers and TJ Watt. The Ravens gave Mark Andrews an extension. We've got the Saints just squeezed Latavius Murray right at the Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. You get paid for that week. This is an interesting week. Um, but yeah. you're right. Once it kicks off on Sunday, you have that relief. I, I got to ask you about Deshaun Watson. I know we've talked about him a lot. But I tweeted something last week, Andrew, at Ross Tucker NFL, and you quote tweeted something at Andrew Brandt I thought was really interesting. And by the way, Joe Banner said that what my suggestion is exactly what the Texans should do. And I'll just lay it out here for people that aren't on social media. I think the Texans should tell Deshaun Watson, you're playing. Like, you're suiting up on Sunday and you're starting. And if he balks at it or says no – then you can fine him, you can suspend him. Why pay him $10.5 million if you don't have to is my thought process. But you had a really interesting response that I wanted you to expound on here on the show. Yeah, it's interesting, Ross, and I've talked to Joe about it. And side note, I haven't told Joe this. 
one of the guys I hiked on the mountain to Everest with, I'm in the, uh, the, the queue with him and he goes, you're in football, right? Yeah. He said, you know, Joe Banner. <laughs> so anyway, this was a lifelong friend of Joe. Uh, anyway, um, Ross, th- there's no question in my mind that what you suggested is not an option. In other words, there has been sync, S-Y-N-C, between the Texans and league on this. There's no question that Deshaun Watson is not sitting around going, I wonder if they're going to ask me to play. That Deshaun Watson is thinking, oh, my God, if they ask me to play, what am I going to do? There's no way. My sense is this has been predetermined, subtly or not so subtly, that Deshaun Watson is not going to play. Now, we don't know what the league is doing in terms of not putting on commissioner exempt, not having a suspension, waiting for all these investigations. I get it. But... If you really want to get the league to act, as I said in my quote tweet to you, is you do that and then the league will act. Because I say that I've said this for six months. No way in God's green earth is the NFL letting him get on a field this year. Because we're trying, we, the world is trying to, the NFL world is trying to appeal to a bigger audience, which includes women, of course. Try selling that. They wouldn't do it in 2014 with Greg Hardy and Adrian Peterson. They wouldn't do it with Ray Rice. They wouldn't do it with Ezekiel Elliott. They wouldn't do it with Ben Roethlisberger. They're not going to do it with Deshaun Watson. So everything to me has been predetermined. Deshaun Watson's not going to play. Now, whether that means an active list every week, whether they're just waiting for a commissioner exempt list or a suspension, I don't know. But he's in tune with this, I think. And as we know from February, he doesn't want to play there. So, yes, my sense is he's going to make his 10 plus million. I, what, what I wonder, Ross, is he even going to be around the team? Like, I would just wonder at some point, you know, go home. You know, just, you know, do whatever you want to do. You'll get paid. Uh, so this is the strangest thing. Not strange that he's not playing, but strange that we don't know what the official status is. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't even know why they would have him come to the building. It doesn't help anybody. He doesn't want to be there. They don't want him there. That seems like a total waste in my mind. Um, the, only thing I, the only thing I can say is, you know, my saying, I said, you know, my popular Twitter saying there will be lawyers. The only thing I think is between the NFL lawyers and maybe Deshaun's lawyer, they're just not there. You know, they're not at a point where they can make a determination. So we're in this limbo. So I guess the one major contract news that's still out there, well, there's two things here. There's guys like Mark Andrews, who got a four-year big-time extension, and Dwayne Brown, who got a restructure this week. But I think you're going to tell me that those are two very different things. Yeah, they are, because Andrews got the big deal, right? He got what every player wants, security, big money, big bonus, uh, top-of-the-market pay. Good deal. I haven't studied it, but good deal. Dwayne Brown, it's kind of like we talked about Xavier Howard in Miami. Kudos to the Seahawks. They diffused a situation by not giving him a new contract. They didn't tear it up. As far as I can tell, they didn't even give him a bonus. They didn't give him any new money. What they did is they turned some per games into real money. Okay, easy for the team. And maybe they turned an injury guarantee into a real guarantee. Okay, a little bit of value. 
but they diffused it. So Dwayne Brown wanted what Mark Andrews got. He's not getting that. And he's not getting zilch. So it's the compromise in between good on the Seahawks to defuse that. And just as you mentioned it, my sense is the, the, the TJ Watt thing is a fight over the Steelers wanting to do something like Dwayne Brown, Xavier Howard, and Watt wanting something like Mark Andrews. And we'll see. We talked about this word for years now, hold in. And I saw you tweet something that, you know, these guys, first of all, they, they get signed right now avoid training camp and guys like Brown and Watt avoid training camp. Basically they're just observers. You know, we'll, it's going to happen. Deadline spur action. Something's going to happen with TJ's contract, whether it's the big blow up deal that makes him the highest paid guy. I don't know. I think the Steelers want to do something in between. So that's the fight there. You know, the thing that's interesting is you're probably right about Dwayne Brown and you're saying kudos to the Seahawks. Let me look at it from a player's perspective. He didn't practice the entire training camp, yeah. no injury risk. All he did was eat the free meals and work out and stretch and maybe watch practice. And now even if he gets hurt, he already got those ro- those per game roster bonuses in and he got next year's like, I, I, he got something too. I mean, he got out of the worst six weeks of the year, um, which that's how I look at it also. Yeah. And I think I, again, you're looking at that. My view is from the team front office point of view that I'm thinking Dwayne Brown came into camp like, okay, I'm coming in. Here's my offer. And I would strongly sense that offer was 10 plus million bonus new year's, redo all that and this is what he came out with so again we're looking at from different angles from john schneider the gm of the the seahawks angle like we dodged a bullet we didn't have to do a new contract and we can look at the next group of players that are going to be unhappy and say hey we're not tearing it up look at dwayne brown so it's funny uh andrew because i look at like josh norman signed this week kj wright signed this week danny amendola just signed this week To me, these guys are like heroes. I mean, they just skipped the worst six weeks of the year for an NFL player for their job, and they signed this week right in time to get their salary guaranteed for the whole season. I guess my question is, what was that like for you? Did you ever have guys that you wanted to sign in Green Bay and they were like, yeah, we'll wait a couple of weeks. Let's wait till camp's over and then we'll sign. Because I, I find that fascinating. We didn't have that. But what we did have was when things like that happened, my guy Favre, because, you, know, you know, I changed next to him in the locker room. He used an auxiliary locker room. And we talk about things like that. And he goes, yeah, man, that's nice. You know, like, like what you just said. They missed training camp. Uh and I always, you know, I, always, I think about Larry Fitzgerald now, who just can sort of wait until maybe December, see who's a contender, if he wants to play. Because um, Brett, you, you know, back in the day, baseball, remember a guy named Roger Clemens used to, there were a couple of years there where he just sat around and then signed with a contender in August. And Brett used to like say, wow, that'd be really cool. <laughs> so I think about things like that when I, I think about Brett when I hear things like that. What about the flip side to it, Andrew? What about like Latavius Murray 
I know you'll go over, you know, why there are guys being asked to take pay cuts this week, why there are guys getting squeezed. This is sort of uh, one of the ugly parts of the business. Yeah. First talk about him and then the position of running back. I, and for people who didn't follow, it seems like Latavius Murray was uh, asked to take a pay cut right as the Tuesday deadline hit. And again, if you're on the roster at Tuesday at 4 p.m., you get paid for the week. And if you're on the roster Saturday and you're a vested veteran more than four years in the league, your salary for the year is guaranteed. Uh, the Saints avoided both of those and cut them. And they cut him because he wouldn't take a pay cut. And they cut him because they don't have to pay him for week one. And they don't have to pay him for week one through 16. That is cold. But that is the business. And it's just so unfortunate. And the position that suffers the most, of course, is running back. I thought it was really poignant this week, Ross, that two, you know, the Ravens suffering huge running back injuries. The two guys they brought in, and I tweeted this, it's getting a lot of engagement. Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell, who they signed to the practice squad, were brought in as tryouts. Three years ago, 2018, they were the two highest paid running backs in the NFL. I checked my notes. Two highest paid running backs, Bell on a tag and Freeman making eight and a half a year. They were the two highest paid running backs. Now they're doing tryouts and now they're on practice squads making whatever, 8000 a week. So think about that position. It's brutal. And Latavius Murray is the latest example. Did you do that, Angelo? I mean, why do I keep calling Angelo? Because I was just on WIP radio with Angelo yeah. Cataldi yeah, yeah. right before we started recording this. But did you ever do that, Andrew? Did you squeeze people week one? Did you cut them week one before their salary was guaranteed? Are you a mean person? In that role, I did. Not so much um, squeeze them with a pay cut, but... You know, it came down to younger versus vested, and we'd have meetings, and they wanted my input, and I would say, okay, just so you know, if we go with older versus younger at this spot, you know, usually like a backup spot, he's guaranteed the money for the year, and oftentimes we would choose younger. So I can't say I'm absolved from this, Ross. Absolutely. In that role, you do that. And I know you touched on T.J. Watt earlier. I guess the last thing I would say there is it always seems to me, Andrew, that when you get to the point where they're saying, oh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, oh, talks are breaking off, that's always when the deal gets done. <laughs> totally. You've learned. I mean, that's the, the media uh, has been pretty blacked out on this, which is good, right? There's good on, on Tom Condon, T.J. Watt's guy who never talks to the media. Uh, and good on the Steelers. Um, you know, this is one where I guess I'm looking at front office perspective. You know, just pay him is what everyone says. Of course, you pay your stars. That's easy. Those are easy. But the devil's in the details. Don't. I'll, I'll get into it on my podcast. The Steelers don't guarantee past year one. The Steelers put them all in big bonuses, like a lot of teams. Packers are one of them. And I'm sure... They're pushing back on that. You know, why wouldn't you guarantee more than one year with the best defensive player in the league? And the Steelers saying that's our policy and Watts saying I'm above your policy and all that. So the devil's in the details. People say, well, just pay the man. Well, they're trying, but it's difficult. Check him out on social media at Andrew Brandt. And absolutely, 
check out the Business of Sports podcast. If you like Andrew Brandt's 15 minutes on this show, you'll love the Business of Sports podcast each and every week. He gets into topics that I don't think about and does much deeper dives. Definitely check it out and sign up for Andrew's newsletter, which is so cool every Sunday. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. You know what else I'm really into these days? ExpressVPN. Because I go to all kinds of different hotels this time of year for college football. Did you know that your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? And what's worse, they sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It's a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. That's why I've got ExpressVPN on all my devices, phones, laptops. Why not now? Well, at this point in life, with everything going on, why not do everything you can to be secure and to be private? If you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash Tucker today. Use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Tucker. You get an extra three months free. An extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Tuck's Takes. Hey, Ross. All right, let's start with some Ravens news. Team lost running back. Uh, lost backup running back, Justice Hill, for the season. They signed Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad to replace him. Right. Andrew and I talked about that part of it. Unfortunate for the Ravens to already lose both J.K. Dobbins and Justice Hill for the season. I know they really like both those guys. Hill, in particular, is very effective on special teams, which is even another reason why I'm surprised that they signed Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad and reportedly will bump him up to the active roster soon. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. My thoughts are, uh, and I, I tweeted this this morning, Bri, at Ross Tucker NFL. Number one, I, I can't think of another player that's made as, as many poor business decisions as Le'Veon Bell over the last five years. And then number two, his style seems like a terrible fit in Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore, they want their running backs like Gus Edwards. Like, hit it now. Hit it hard. That's never been Le'Veon Bell. We talk about how patient he is to the whole. It's a weird fit in my mind, Bri. Ducks takes. Speaking of running backs and speaking of something else that you and Andrew already discussed, the Saints cut Latavius Murray and they signed cornerback Desmond Trufant to take a spot. So Latavius Murray is who the Ravens should sign. I think he's a bigger back. He hits it pretty hard. He's good in the passing game. I, that, I think I'm surprised the Ravens signed Le'Veon Bell and not Latavius Murray. Maybe they'll change their mind or maybe they'll get Murray next week. That just seems weird to me that they would choose Bell, who's been out doing nothing, over Murray. Um, and as for the Saints, they like this Tony Jones Jr. to be the backup. We'll see whether or not that, that works out for them. And as for Trufant, Saints continuing to look for cornerback help. They don't feel good about that group heading into the season. Ducks takes. 
two transactions that caught your eye include the Seahawks agreeing to a new deal with Dwayne Brown, as you and Andrew discussed, and the Bengals signing quarterback John Browning to the practice squad. Right. So uh, Andrew and I, as you mentioned, talked about Dwayne Brown. He's still a very good player, very impressive at this age that he's still playing so well. Bengals signing John Browning caught my attention because the Bengals play the Vikings this week. John Browning, all offseason, all training camp, preseason games, played for the Vikings. What a coincidence. Teams do this a lot, and with 16 practice squad spots, I don't blame them. Have John Browning come in and talk about what he's reading, what how they're taught to read things there, what their checks are, what their audibles are. If anything, make the Vikings have to change it this week. And maybe the Vikings have some mental errors and miscommunication as a result of having to change things that they otherwise might not have. I think it makes, quite frankly, a lot of sense. Just like it makes a ton of sense for you guys to get shorts and a versatile shirt from 10,000. I am way into 10,000 right now. Like I've had other, you know, workout clothes. It's just different. It's the perfect workout shirt, lightweight, breathable, durable. But the shorts, the shorts are all of those things and stretchy and they're short so you can really squat down, move around. I I love it. They get a bunch of different shorts. That's kind of what they're known for is all of their different shorts and they're a direct-to-consumer company. So no middleman. So you get fabrics, trims, techniques that other brands can't afford because they've got overhead, they've got middlemen. Plus, you can actually go ahead and get a men. If you go to 10,000.cc and enter code Ross Tucker, not only do you get 15% off your purchase, which is awesome, 10,000.cc, code Ross Tucker, you also have a great chance to get one of these free Maddens that I can't wait to send you. 10,000.cc, enter code Ross Tucker. Let's get to an email, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address, ross at rostucker.com. We typically get to emails during the season on Wednesday and Thursday. One of my favorite parts of the week because you guys have awesome questions and it's engagement. It's engagement with you, the listeners. All right, today's question from Tony. Hey, Ross, I love your pod. Question, you said you injured your back on a play. Is it something you regret? Was it a wedge block or something of that nature? Was it worth the risk, not worth the risk? I couldn't understand the terminology of the blocking assignment that I believe you uh, that that put you in danger of that injury. So if you can explain that, would be great. Your honesty always makes your show great. Thanks again. Tony from. You know, I really thank you, Tony. I really hope people think two things about the show, Brian. I, I hope, number one, they know you guys know that I'm authentic. I'm genuine. I tell you what I really think. I'm not like a hot take artist. Like I, I like that you you appreciate my honesty, Tony, because I totally am. And I'm an open book. Like anything you guys ever want to ask in an Ask Ross question, let me know. I'm an open book. The other thing is, I just hope you guys 
look at me as one of you and that you like me. Cause I, I, I feel like I am one of you. I feel like I'm a big football fan that just happened to be blessed physically, genetically, whatever, uh, to, to be able to play for a while and hope that shows itself in these shows. So, okay. So I hurt my back in 04 was not a specific play. In fact, I think it was just deterioration over time. I do think some of the things we were asked to do lifting wise in Buffalo um, contributed to it. I hurt my neck and my career ended in 2007 on the wedge against the Ravens. The wedge is a blocking scheme that has now been outlawed, long since been outlawed. Too late for me, though. Uh, the wedge was, and I and I herniated my C5, C6 in my neck and bruised my spinal cord. The wedge was, you would basically line up, there could be a three-man wedge, a four-man wedge, but you would get together with two, three other guys and form a wall, and you would just be a moving wall in front of the kick returner. And your job was to not let anybody split you. You could not let anybody split you because you wanted to have that moving wall. The problem is I was in on the kickoff meetings. Those guys were taught you must split the wall. You must break up the wall. So you got this moving wall coming and you have these linebackers torpedoing themselves through the wedge it was extremely dangerous, extremely violent, and I'm very glad that they outlawed it. Unfortunately, it was too late for me. I hurt my neck on it, and uh, that's what ended my career. But it is what it is. That's that. I was trying to make the team, and that was the situation. Shout-outs, by the way, are in order for Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, and humanheadnyc.com, not to mention steakhousesports.com. Never a better time to be a patron. Patreon.com slash RT Media. We've got episode number one of the week of the Fantasy Feast today. And if you didn't listen to Steve Fezzik and I doing our bets for the week, even money podcast yesterday, man, you, you really should. We've got a pretty darn good track record. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.